Welcome back, everybody, to the Pure Ambition Podcast. This is a solo episode today, one that I am extremely excited to dive into. It is a marathon prep Q&A, and I'm recording this on the morning of Friday, November 18th, and I will be running the Philadelphia Marathon in two days. So at this point, in 48 hours, I will be about an hour into the race. Uh, It's 8.01 a.m. right now. And I have really nine things that I want to address um, from the Q&A. And the first being somebody asked, why did I decide to run a marathon after playing college football? And for me, the transition out of college, the transition out of playing football and all the structure that came with it, you know, you knew when you had to be at meetings, you knew when you had to be at practice, you knew when you had to be at your recovery sessions, everything was pretty much laid out for you. And when you graduate and you go into entrepreneurship and you start doing your own thing and working for a startup, it's very easy to like fall into that, like what am I supposed to be doing um, at a certain period of time uh, throughout the day because nobody's telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing at a certain point. And I really just craved that competitive environment that football brought and I wanted something to train for. I needed something to get up and push myself towards every single day. There's a difference between working out and exercising and training. And I was just working out and exercising just for the sake of doing it, but I needed that thing to train for. And I would run during COVID because I wasn't playing football and I started to get really into it and I was actually training for a half marathon, but I decided to go back and play ball. And after that, I was like, okay, I'll put the running career on pause. But something in me was just telling me, dude, like go do this marathon, right? Like go out and see what you're capable of. So really the reason that I decided to run this marathon was threefold. One was to raise money for charity. I'm raising money for Selfless Solutions, which is an organization that benefits children and businesses in Tanzania to give them education, resources, and empower them to live the best lives possible there. So that was reason number one. Number two, selfishly, I wanted to see what I'm capable of. I want to see what my limits are. I want to push myself past my perceived limits. I want to really prove to myself I'm capable of so much more. Like we're all capable of so much more. It's all a mindset. But I wanted to really prove to myself and see what I'm truly capable of accomplishing. So I didn't set out to just run a marathon, but I set out to run this sub 330 marathon. So that'll be holding little less than an eight minute pace throughout the entirety of the race, starting a little conservative, starting probably at like 812 or so and then moving down. And then the third reason was to show others what's possible. Like I said, we are all capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And you see people that do these incredible things and we think, oh man, that's insane. That's impossible. I can never do that. It's like, well, no, you can do it. But you just have to show up every day, put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward, right? It's going to take a while. Like running is still new to me. Running is still uncomfortable, but that's why I hired a coach. That's why I show up every single day to get a little bit better. And you start to see that over time and where 
a typical, you know, easy run started out as like three, four miles, those easy runs started up to get to like seven, eight, nine miles, and we worked all the way up to 19 miles. So if you commit to something and you really want something, you can go out there and get it. So those were the three reasons that I decided to run the marathon was one, to raise money for charity, two, to see what I was capable of, and three, to show others what is possible. Show others that you can go out and you can accomplish anything that you want in this life. You just have to take the action to go get it. Number two in this Q&A is how have I been mentally preparing? So there are a few things that I do every day to strengthen my mindset. And one is taking cold showers. So, you know, every time I switch the the, uh, the nozzle from warm to hot or I'm sorry, hot to cold, and sit in that cold water for a few minutes each day, it mentally makes me be present in the moment and I have to really just focus on my breath, slowing down and just be in control, right? So it's so hard when we're constantly being stimulated every single day, when we're constantly like in this state of comfort, like putting myself in that state of discomfort and knowing that like this sucks but it's going to be over soon and I'm going to feel better when I did it that's how I prepare that's how I prepare myself mentally for that another thing is through Wim Hof breathwork so Wim Hof breathing technique is when you do a series of inhales and exhales uh, for three to four rounds and really I feel very much it's uncomfortable like you know you're you're holding your breath for you know 60 to two two and a half minutes at some points and so you know being in that state of discomfort when all you want to do is is to breathe and to get out of it like and show seeing okay my body is in or my mind is in control you know the body's going to tell you to quit but your mind you can keep going and that's what endurance is that's what running is it's just how far can you keep going and pushing through this discomfort that you know is going to come. So those were two things. And another thing is visualization. So visualization was something that I used to do playing football. I used to visualize myself driving to the field, warming up, practicing, doing my cone drills, doing my sprints, like feeling that, like going to the gym, visualizing how that weight's going to feel. What, it, you know, do I feel tired? When am I going to need to give a little bit more effort? Um, you know, how do my cuts feel when I'm out there? How do my cleats feel? What are the smells? What are the sounds? What's the weather like? So now in running, it's visualizing myself, you know, warming up. It's visualizing myself doing um, the first couple of miles and visualizing myself, you know, even, okay, how do I feel at mile 5, 10, 15, 20? And where am I going to need to, you know, dig deeper? You know, what are the sights, the sounds, the smells, the feel? What's the weather like? All of that visualization I'm doing that for running as well. So putting myself in that situation so when I get there on race day, nothing feels new. I've already been there. It's already happened in my mind. So all I have to go do is go and execute because I know what's going to happen. I've already seen it in my head. I'm already visualizing running a sub 330 marathon. Like it has already happened, but I'm not just visualizing the end result. I'm visualizing the process throughout the whole thing. And this can be applied to anything in life. But you visualize the end result and then you work backwards and you see, okay, what were the actionable steps that I needed to take and I needed to do on a daily basis in order to get there? 
So that's how I strengthen my mind mentally. Um, and number three, what stage did I feel I was ready to run the marathon? And um, I guess I'll take this into like, when, what was the stage when I felt I was ready to like start training for the marathon? Because I started training for this, um, I think 4th of July, looking back at my training log was the first day that I really went out and was like, okay, this is my first training run for the marathon. That's when I hired my coach. And so, you know, with that, I really wasn't ready and I don't think we're ever ready. But when we put something on the calendar, when we make the decision, then we don't have a choice. We have to show up. We have to be ready, right? Like we're never going to be ready. There's never going to be a right time to do anything. But by putting something on the calendar, November 20th, I'm going to run a sub 330 marathon. I then had to show up. I'm obligated now to show up. I committed to that. So now within that process, I had to start before I was ready, right? Like if we constantly just wait for the perfect time, the right time to do something, it's never going to happen. The right time to do it is right now. So if you're thinking about going and running a marathon, if you're thinking about competing in CrossFit, if you're thinking about starting that podcast, that YouTube channel, there is no right time. Like there was no right time for me to start running this marathon. There was no right time for me to start a podcast. There was no right time to start building a personal brand. You just do it. You just commit to it. And then you just keep showing up every day, day after day, and you find a way to keep moving forward and keep making that progress. Number four, increasing carb intake with whole foods and my carb up plan in general. So increasing carbs through whole foods can be a little bit tough. And honestly, what I've been doing this week, so you know, starting this carb load on Thursday, today's Friday, and then tomorrow, um, so like a three-day carb load is I've keep I've kept calories around the same, which for me about three thousand to thirty-three hundred somewhere in that range, and I have kept basically keeping calories the same, but dropping protein and fat down and just raising carbohydrates up. So typically I would have a pretty high protein diet and I would have more fats um, and then a moderate amount of carbs. But over the past week or so, I've been slowly decreasing protein, slowly decreasing fat, and slowly increasing carbs so that it wasn't a drastic change. And so now this week I'm aiming for, or these three days is I'm aiming between you know 500 and 600 grams of carbs per day, which is a lot, um, but then about 140 grams of protein and about you know 60 grams of fat. So um, you know give or take with those numbers, but keeping protein really high decreasing fiber as well. So I'm not really eating many fruits and vegetables besides like bananas and strawberries and some other things uh, that I know work well for me, but I'm eating a lot of sourdough bread, a lot of white rice, a lot of sweet potatoes. Um, I'm actually eating like dried fruits and, um, you know, maple syrup and honey and pancakes and pastas. So Yes, you can do it with whole foods, but just be wary of what works for you uh, because the last thing that you want to do is have some like gut issues throughout the race that cause you problems. So um, also like coconut water, I'm drinking a lot of coconut water just for the added electrolytes, um, the added calories, and also the carbohydrates that are in that. So, you know, looking for things that are 
higher in carbs, lower in fats, um, lower in protein, still eating like Greek yogurt and chicken um, and things that I know my body can tolerate to a certain extent. Um, you know, some protein powder, which is higher in protein, um, you know, lower in fat and, and has some carbs in there. And it's just some making some, uh, some recipes out of that, but really just sticking to what I know. Like yesterday I had chicken, sweet potatoes and rice twice. Um, for breakfast, I had, you know, like four pieces of toast with some jelly, um, and then like three eggs. So carb up plan is, has been just to stick with what I know and not try anything new on race day. And so that leads me into the next one, which is race day shoes. And I am going to be rocking the in Salcony Endorphin Pro 2s. And I like the Salconies a lot. I ride, I run in the Ride 15s. That's my daily trainer. I like them because I have a wide foot. And so I wanted to go with the Salconies again. I tried on the Nike, um, the Vaporflies, uh, the Next Percents or whatever those are. And I have a wide foot. So it was really, you could see my foot like bulging out the sides of it. So I was like, you know what, this is going to bother me throughout it. So I went with the Endorphin Pro 2s. They had the Pro 3s there as well. But I actually just really liked the feel of the Pro 2s better. And they're a little cheaper. So bright orange. Um, my gear is going to be bright orange shoes with some blue shorts and a black dry fit tee, and then probably this melon hat that I'm wearing right there. Um, so that would be my game day fit. Number six, what gels am I going to use and what is my race day nutrition strategy? So I have been using goo gels. So the brand goo G U. And that's just what I get at my local running store. And I really only use them on my long runs. And there's no real rhyme or reason as to why I like to use them other than, you know, they, uh, they work well with my stomach and my gut and they have, I have access to them, um, at my local running store and they've worked well for me. Um, I know there are things like spring, spring gels and, and some other ones that a lot of people like, but you know, I haven't tried them, so I'm not going to go and implement them in my race day strategy. I'm just going to stick with what I know and I'm going to have a gel every four miles, but I'm also going to rip one like five minutes before the start. So five minutes before the race starts, I'll rip one and then I'll have one every, you know, four, between four and five miles, um, along the way. And once I get to like mile 16, 17, I'll probably switch over to a caffeinated gel just to give me a little bit of a boost towards the end of it. So I practice that in my long runs, whereas I would go with a regular gel throughout it. And then towards the end, like that last gel or two that I would take would have a little bit of caffeine in it just to give me like that little boost that I need. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And my race day meal is going to be two pieces of toast with toast with honey and a little bit of peanut butter and a banana and a coconut water so that'll come out to about uh you know 100 grams of carbohydrates give or take and i'm also going to have a cup of coffee and for me that's what i've practiced with that's what feels good to me i'm going to be able to digest it um, go to the bathroom beforehand and i know that that's not going to give me any troubles with my gut um 
and I'm just going to be able to get up and know what I'm eating and know how I'm going to feel once I eat it and be able to go out there and just rip it. So that's my race day strategy. And the night before, so Friday, today, tonight, uh, will be my biggest carbohydrate loading meal. And I'll probably have about 200 grams uh, of carbs at that meal, um, mainly consisting of pasta and, you know, have a little bit of, you know, organic marinara sauce on there. Um, probably some sourdough bread on the side and a little bit of protein. So probably some chicken um, or some turkey sausage or something that's not super high in fat, something that's uh, more lean. And then the next question is any injuries leading up to the race? So I had a stress fracture in my foot earlier on in the year. So like May, right around May, um, I was running in barefoot shoes, which you know, I saw that like, oh, it's really good for your feet and strengthen your feet and whatnot. But I like was running right away, like four to five miles in these barefoot shoes. And my feet were just not strong enough to handle that and gave myself a stress fracture and actually was out of running for a couple weeks. And it sucked. So I was like, okay, if I do want to run in barefoot shoes, it's going to be like <laughs> a mile at most. But you know, if you're doing some competitive running, if you're really putting a lot of miles, a lot of volume on your body, I would not recommend from experience going and wearing barefoot shoes. Like just, I like the Salkinis, um, you know, go get a good pair of running shoes. And I wear the Vivo barefoots like on a daily basis to help strengthen the feet. But if you're putting in a lot of miles, if you're training for a marathon, you're not going to do it in, uh, in barefoot shoes. So I haven't dealt with any shin splints. I've dealt with a little bit of runner's knee, um, which basically, you know, I had, it's the same knee that I had ACL surgery on when I was playing football. And what I've done um, to combat that runner's knee is tibialis raises is a great exercise. Calf raises, soleus raises, um, ATG split squats from knees over toes guy, adding some of them in on my leg day. Um, and also I was doing when I was having a lot of this runner's knee is was I was putting too much volume on my knee. I was doing like lower weight, higher reps, which is not what you want to do when strength training as a runner. What you want to do is uh, higher weight, lower reps and really focus on like that strength. So once I started adding in more, um, you know, single leg stuff, more heavy squats, um, more heavy deadlifts and things like that, my runner's knee started to go away. And also just really being uh, diligent with the foam roller and soft tissue cupping therapy, which I'm, I'm blessed. My mom has a, a cupping set. And so she was able to help me out with that. But really just like keeping the fascia moving, like doing that soft tissue work, that soft tissue release around the knee, um, coupled with proper strength training and also nutrition, uh, that runner's knee went away. So that was really the only injury that I had. Um, and it never... The, the runner's knee, it never kept me out of running. I never had to miss any runs or anything because of it. So um, just a little, little bit of nagging here and there. And the last thing is my biggest takeaway from this marathon prep. And my biggest takeaway from this is something that, well, there's a few things, but the biggest like 
my mantra leading up to this race, my mantra going into this race is find a way. And it was something that I don't know why it hit me, but I was just running one day and it was really like I didn't want to be running and I was uncomfortable. I was annoyed. Like I don't know what it was, but I was just not having a great run that day. And in my head, I was like, dude, there's no way you're going to be able to run a sub three. Like cause my, I don't know, my pace wasn't great that day or whatever. I was just really in a negative headspace. And all of a sudden it just hit me and it was like, no, find a way. You know, if you don't think you can find a way. And I realized that just like everything changed from there for me. It was like, what is pure ambition? It is finding a way. Pure ambition is finding a way and keeping moving forward regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how you feel, showing up day in and day out in relentless pursuit of a better version of yourself, shedding that old version of yourself, leaving that person behind you and emerging into that new person constantly. We're just like the seasons, like we're going to be changing. We're going to be evolving. We're going to be becoming a new version of ourselves. And we got to let that old version of ourselves go if we want to become this new and better version of ourselves. So like my biggest takeaway from this whole training block is like when you commit to something, then you keep showing up day in and day out, regardless of how you feel. Like the last thing I wanted to do a lot of times was get up at 5, 5.30 in the morning and go run at 6, 6.30 in the morning. Um, it's not what I wanted to do. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't fun. But when I never like got back from a run, I was like, man, I wish I didn't do that. You know, so it's on those days when you don't feel like doing it, when you don't feel like showing up, just get up and do it and keep moving forward. And on those runs, another thing is like the thing I love about running is like you, it's you versus you and you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it's like, how long and how far can you keep going without quitting? Because your body's going to tell you that you can quit. But in your mind, your mind has to be stronger than your body because your mind or your body achieves what your mind believes. So when you believe that you can achieve something, when you believe that you can keep going, you know, in the face of adversity, you can keep moving forward, keep putting one foot in front of the other, you're able to accomplish something. You're going to be able to accomplish so much more than you ever thought possible. And so that is really my biggest takeaway is that like, when I was first started running, I was like, my easy runs were like, you know, nine, nine thirty, you know, sometimes almost 10 minute miles. Right. And it's like, when you keep just like sticking to a plan, like hired a coach and just saw myself making progress because I was dialing in my nutrition. I was doing my best to get enough sleep. I was doing my best to get enough recovery. I was reading about running. I was listening to podcasts. I was watching YouTube videos. Like when you have a goal in mind, your actions will then, well, hopefully, if you make that decision, your actions will then align to show up and achieve that goal. And so throughout this whole process, it's been like, wow, constantly seeing improvement and knowing that like, if I can do this, then I can do anything. And, you know, with my content, the reason why I post on the internet is I want to educate, entertain, and inspire people to become the best versions of themselves and show everybody what is possible, right? And like, I'm in relentless pursuit of myself and through my journey, through my content, 
I just want to show others that like whatever you want to accomplish in this life, you can do, but nobody's going to tell you that you have to do it or nobody's going to show you the way. You have to make your own way and you have to show up knowing that the path is going to be uncertain, but you can do it. You can literally accomplish anything you want in this life and you know, failure is just another way to learn. Failure, you either you don't lose. You just fail if you fail, you either win or like if you go out and attempt something, you either win or you learn. Like the only time you fail is when you quit. So to kind of wrap all this thing this up, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for everybody who's followed along on this journey to the sub 330 marathon. And, you know, I'm excited to get out there and rip it this weekend. And I'll definitely do a, um, you know, kind of overview and, you know, recap after this is over. But just know that whatever you want to accomplish in this life, you can do it. You just have to actively make that decision to do it. Nobody's going to make that decision for you. But when you make that decision to go do something and pursue the best version of yourself, amazing things are going to happen. Just know how capable you are, and I won't let you guys down. So I hope you all have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Peace.